Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast. It's amateur hour, let's get started. <laughs> Holy crap, Phil. You realize when you when you when we start this thing there's the crack of the beer and we're on the sixth can now because it was Phil only doesn't remember how the heck to uh, set up the I was gonna say, alright, so seriously. Now we're, we're really recording. We're yeah. really recording yeah. this time. Yep. We're really back. I I had <laughs> we were utilizing in the first four minutes of recording um, that has now been deleted. Um, we were recording through just the laptop, and that doesn't work. So we are rolling now. Everything everything is. Uh, I'm glad our four month hiatus. Uh, <laughs> that was the question I asked in the first the first draft <laughs> of this. I said we're back, but why? <laughs> but why? Yeah, well, we're back because sports are back, right? Basketball's back, wrestling's back, NFL's wrestling's back. Wrestling starts next week, I believe. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Pat Pat McAfee's even been in a WWE match. Come on. In front of no crowd. And this week, I think you can watch football every night of the week. Well, do you count tomorrow afternoon as night? Yeah. It's a day. Okay, let's let's chat about this a second. So, you, why is this game the one that's getting pushed back and the Broncos had to play without a quarterback? For the guy that gets to stay home and work all day, I have multiple, <laughs> multiple scenarios here for you. The reason why they're saying on NFL Network and all that is because they were calling the Ravens an outbreak because it happened throughout so many different platforms like players, uh, position groups, uh personnel coaches and it kept popping up so they kept pushing it back so they couldn't get it under control so they pushed the game back it, it, because they, Denver co- can get it under control so they yeah. have to play with a wide receiver from the practice so in their words it's a health concern it was reason why they pushed it back the denver reason is because you were dumbasses <laughs> and we're punishing you stupidity now grab the guy that we've never heard of and have you come off the bench so i also heard that buffalo who drafted Jake Fromm right out of Georgia? From Allstate? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he sounds hideous. That's because he's a she. She's a he. Um, no, so Jake Fromm is on the practice squad for Buffalo and has not participated with any team functions in case something like that He's happened. isolated. They have isolated their practice squad yep. quarterback from the rest of the team. Yep. And that's why, and I should have it on top of my head. Maybe other teams have done this too, I don't know. Well, and they have, I believe, uh, who's the old, uh, the McNowan, Flying McNowan brothers, the oldest one, lives in Houston, and I believe he, Cade McNowan, I believe he is an emergency backup for New England or Atlanta. I I don't know. They announced that. See, he's basically getting paid like, $15,000 $15,000 a week to sit at home until unless if they need him. Sounds like a good game. Or it might be Tampa. But huh. yeah, that was one of those. They have satellite quarterbacks all over that you're not even involved. You just show up. But you're still part of the practice team. Yep. You're taking on all the Zoom calls. You're taking all, all the right. stuff. But if, say, the Broncos situation happens, they basically get you a flight from Houston. You're suiting up tomorrow, and good luck. That's it. That's a private jet. With nobody else on it. Correct. Get on. And you're in a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but basketball, SDSU basketball Sounds is like back. Bad boys. Crossovers. Did you know? I didn't Classic. know there was a, a 
more called the Bad Boy More. I almost bought one because of it. I, if I end up buying a Bad Boy More, I'm blaming Terry. Terry. So Bad, Bad, Bad Boy Mower is big. They do a lot of sponsorships with PBR. So when okay. the PBR comes to Sioux Falls, Bad Boy Mower has their little facility group. So I've heard of them before, but man, Looks do they like a, make a mower. Can you Looks get, like a, a, bad can you get a Bad Boy Mower in Sioux Falls? Yes, they sell them, uh, I think, so at, uh, somewhere out on North Cliff or somewhere. I've, I looked it up. Somewhere out on North Cliff <laughs> or somewhere. <laughs> so if they choose to be sponsors, we'll, we'll tighten that one up. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Bad Boy Mower. No, so really, if if you want to be a part of our podcast, we'll remember who, wherever you uh, That's right. sell the mowers in Sioux Falls. But yes. But yeah, let's start with that. It was kind of a da- uh, fan dampening announcement that Monday before um, that they were not going to allow fans. Oh, yeah. I hope they, I hope they invested. Did you my, have tickets? I hope yeah. they invested my tickets. Did you had tickets? Oh, yeah. I, well, I bought individual tickets when they went on sale. I got them right. What would be about fourth row behind uh, would be straight across from on the TV side, your right screen. I, would, I had basically my old Sky Force season tickets. But they weren't cheap tickets. And in the first time in my life, I did buy the ticket insurance. It was eight bucks a ticket. I'm thinking, okay, I don't know what this means. I still don't know if I'm going to get that ticket insurance back, but they did say they're going to redeem all of our tickets via Ticketmaster. Yep, so, but it'll take up to thirty, 30 to six, thirty to thirty-five, oh, like thirty to forty days for. Yes, I hope they invest it well and make some money on. So I tell you, we road. had our kid come back from SDSU. We had the family night planned. We already said we're going to go. We're going to grab something, take it home, get ready. First game of the season, and then it was like, wah, wah, wah. understand. But they did. I mean, they did their part getting ready for fans. I mean, with the hockey plexiglass and the seating, all you know, with their little sheets over the seats. And yeah, I saw that because you could see essentially how they created the every yep. other row and the yeah, yep. oh, without a doubt. And well, another thing, whoever uh, that the gal is that was in charge of the whole thing, as they mentioned on the broadcast, they'd like to see her contact list because Wichita State's in town. Decides they can't play, and she gets another team that, I mean, that's impressive. So, yeah, and that's me. We should try and get Terry on and just chat about this because, like, literally Wichita State comes into town, guys test positive, you're out, and it was VCU, right? VCU VCU replaced them. VCU uh, was in a tournament, I believe, in Kentucky. They were going to play there, and then their, their tournament got canceled. Um my sources, from talking to some of the people there, there was teams lined up to be involved in this. And as Baylor and all these other teams started getting positive tests, there was teams calling in to try to get in, just to get. Well, that's because, I mean, if I heard it right, in order to get into the NCAA tournament, I think you have to play minimum, at least 13 games. Minimum right? 13. So you come up here this weekend, you've got three games under your belt. Boom, boom, boom. Three games. Like West Virginia, number 15 team in the nation, just knocked out three games. So now we're three games closer. We only only have to get ten more games under our belt to be eligible for a – which is why it was such a big deal to get that tournament in, which is why teams were calling saying, can we get in this tournament? Because whether we go one and two or or oh and three, you you might not make the NCAA tournament, but at least you have a shot – at having enough games under your belt. Yeah, and I mean, you can look at it this way. And, like, you know, nationally, I don't think South Dakota has the most ideal situation to be traveling to, um, just with the numbers and stuff like that. I guarantee these people were, they were popping off a plane into a private bus 
taken to their private area in the hotel where yeah. they found out either if they tested positive or negative, which State was in their hotel room when they found out the two of their members had it. They basically shipped them out. VCU came in. They... They, if you call it a bubble, it was the most isolated bubble you can possibly have, especially when the healthcare system is taking care of you. And two, you're going to be on a national stage. There's no way Sioux Falls yeah. was going to allow this not to be successful. Yeah, because they all stayed out the hotel out there by the Pentagon, ate at the Blue Rock all the time. And I, I don't know what hotel they were at. I would assume that they were maybe used downtown Holiday Inn or the Sheraton because they have more room for floors because I would assume they all had their own floors. Sure. I wouldn't say that because yeah. I think the media and all the other personnel were out at we're the, the Pentagon complex. Across the yeah. street. Sure. So, I mean. Hey, they I, pulled it off. They pulled it off, and they were successful. I watched I watched so many games, almost like I was watching Miko SN. I watched all those games. And each little game that they came on, they got more comfortable with Sioux Falls. And, I mean, there was such a good promotion for Sioux Falls, even the women's side. You know, Don, Coach Staley came in, who, if you guys remember, wasn't a big fan of coming to Sioux Falls for the regionals about, what, three years ago when they yeah. had a play? She came back, and she said nothing but rave reviews. I think Sioux Falls set themselves up during a terrible time for a lot of future success to bring some good, good basketball to Sioux Falls. Well, I wonder if maybe they try it. I mean, it's hard because you're going to compete against the Bahamas and Hawaii and, you know, the, the Maui Classic or whatever. Yeah, you got the Maui Invitational in Greensboro, North Carolina right but, now. But, you know, Crazy. going forward, you know, maybe they try and put it together, a yeah. tournament similar to this. Uh, who knows? Maybe not. But if you can get teams to come here. But all it takes it is get your foot in the door, too. Yeah. You get hospitality, you get treated right. It, it, the word spreads. And, I mean, the Pentagons have done this for many years, and that's why. And we can get to the games coming up, but that's why they have multiple tournaments still coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah. Well, it was a good start to the year. I mean, they lost 79-71 to West Virginia, but it was good to see Doug Wilson back on the court, leading the scores with 17. Friedels goes for 16. Like Phil said, not a moral victory. We're, we're not into that, but that was, that was a good start to the year. I, I brought this off with thoughts. My first initial thoughts were team experience, unselfishness. After that first game, Noah Friedel. He is just who he was last year, and I think he's just going to get better. Um, they're very disciplined, and they're going to be a good team. I mean, I think that's going to be consistent throughout the year, but one, the one thing that makes me nervous is that third game where as people from Sioux Falls that goes to Summit, that's kind of reminded me of a Summit game where yeah. when they're flat, when they're, when they're flat, yeah. they're flat. But, I mean, it again, they're a very young team. Three days, or three games in three days, that's a lot to take on. And you took on West Virginia, who had two huge talls. Yeah. I mean, that was a different basketball game than they'll ever play in the Summit League. And Doug still got his points. Doug got his right. points, yep. And then the next game, they came back. They were just whipping the ball like they were playing a JV team. Well, and if you, I mean, that's the thing. Like, Baylor Shireman in that game, if if Baylor Shireman gets hot from three, look out. I mean, yep. you can beat a lot of very good teams. Um, but then, as you can see, when he was not hot in the in the Well, that was part Friday of it. He plays, he plays 36 minutes on Wednesday night. Yeah. Comes back on Thanksgiving drops 23 and the the jacks shoot really well 15 three-pointers yeah. and then 
used you, them all up on Thanksgiving it, Day. They really did because on Friday it looked like they were throwing them up thinking they were going to go in like it was on Thanksgiving, and they did not. No. They went from shooting 15 three-pointers on Thanksgiving Day to making uh, two, two. But on Friday. So, But when you go back to that Friday game, I mean – if they make a couple more shots, I mean, they kind of, I mean, they got it down there where you're like, okay, we've, like, we've got a run in us, we can get it close, and yeah, they just. They well, just and you can backtrack that to the West Virginia game. Oh, absolutely. They could have been within if Fry, one point. If Rydell knocks down those two three pointers at the end. I mean, if it's it's whatever. Well, West Virginia SDSU had fourteen turnovers to West Virginia's three. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That's yeah. The turnovers in that game yeah, was bigger. Yeah. Yeah, if it's and nuts were candies and butts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. But I'm going to make a way too early prediction, and that's Noah Friedel, when he graduates from SDSU, will go down as, to date, the best player that has ever played basketball at SDSU. I'm glad that's on record. Yeah, somebody <laughs> said to write that down. So you're saying 3,000 points and top 10 score well, in the that's nation. That's not who you picked the first time we tried recording this. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, he's well on his way. I mean, the the dude lights it up, and when he gets rolling, I mean, the the only thing that might hold I'm him back. I'm just glad he's the, on our team. Yeah, because is I the would fact that we have fire of a thousand suns. Like <laughs> like Dom had talent, but not the necessarily talent. But they had plenty of scores. But yes, Noah Friedel will go down as I I personally think one. He will be best a great. Players. He will be a great because yeah. he he has a he has a mindset that I am better than you. And I'm going to show you. Yeah. And that again, if like Eric just said, you're glad you have him on your team because if you were on an opposite colored team, you would probably not yeah. like that guy. And which is probably the reason why he gets a little feisty with a lot of teams Correct. out there. Correct. But I he mean, goes hard, and yeah. he does not take a playoff. I mean, it's. I mean, and I know Nate Walters could. I mean, Nate Walters had to fill it up, right? Because those teams, he was the scorer. Um, Dom on some of those teams, he. I mean, on a lot of nights, he had to fill it up, but. Friedel just, I mean, there's going to be games this year where he's going to go off for 30, and we're just going to sit and go, yep. yep well, and the crazy part is, all three you just mentioned there, Walters, Dom, and him, they're t- three totally different basketball players. I mean, they bring so much difference yeah. to yeah. it. I mean, Walters had the, he just had a smoothness to him. I mean, everything he did was smooth. Mm-hmm. Dom was just, hey, I'm a scorer. I'm lethal from deep. Noah? He just does it all. He does it all. Before you know it, he has 12 points. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, he has 12 points. And then, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Doug, Douglas Wilson Jr., he'll, give his, he'll get his. Yep. And then, But if you have Baylor or anybody else that can step up and get hot, you have three or four yeah. guys that can put in double figures, that's going to be a tough team. And I think we have, we have depth, and we just kind of need to figure out how to, how to use it. Yep, because, because I mean, with – with Winget coming off the bench, I mean, that dude played at Memphis last year, so you have a four coming off the bench that can drop threes. When he gets hot, look out. Um, I can't think of the other two. Charlie Easley yeah, and, the new guys, and Luke yeah. Apple Nebraska. Both, both came out on, on Wednesday night. You know, yeah. that was their Jackrabbit debut. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have Mimsy coming off yeah, about Mims. seventh, eighth, eighth off the bench, yeah, we maybe. Went eight deep. Yeah. And then they have, yep, I mean, it's. And again, we can go back to this, and all coaches do this. They're going to get their guys in for the first five, six, seven games, get the depth, figure it out. But the thing is, you get in foul trouble against some bigs and stuff like that. You, you can bring Mimsy in as another point, you know, easily off. I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting team. It's going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun team to watch. Yep. 
did we learn anything from any other games? I, w- I did watch some of the NDSU Nebraska game. NDSU yeah. really never. NDSU uh, played. Who did they play? Did they play Creighton the other night, last night, or the night before? I think they played Creighton. Fairly Ooh. decent. NDSU didn't they play Creighton? They played. Yeah, because they were down in Lincoln. <laughs> yep. And who they played them prior to Nebraska? They played Nebraska on Saturday. This past Saturday. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And maybe that's. The and then USD is down at Nebraska tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to get some good looks at Nebraska. So, I mean, I was just dang excited that basketball started. I I loved it. I loved that we had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. And the best part about Saturday is you could watch it live. And I was in Frost Arena for Iowa State, SDSU. That was, that was great. That was fun to be there. Uh, clearly, you could feel those times when uh, – you know, SDSU was making a run against Iowa State, and it had been time to stand up and make some noise, and it's kind of difficult to do when you're <laughs> there's 700 of you spread out across the whole arena. But still, they look good. The, the women are back. Maya Sellen coming back. Look great. Yeah, Big. absolutely. They're a force. And they, they had that same feel to when they kicked that ball out for somebody to take a three, you're just sitting there going, that's in. And, and, and which, which we didn't have last year, it seemed like, at not, times. Not as well. I mean, you live by it and die by it. But, yeah. I mean, Haley Greer, for first time out on Frost Arena. She, Welcome that, to Jackrabbit you know, Nation. Thank, thank you, Colgate. She just <laughs> seems unfazed, too. I mean, and I love that type of point guard. I love the small, quick point guard that is not afraid to distribute it can get it up the floor, did not – I mean, she's seasoned. I mean, she's a grad transfer. And then all of a sudden she starts launching up threes. You're like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, okay, all right, all right. All of a sudden, boom, 20. And it's like, all right, that's a heck of an asset to have a point guard like that that is in the feed it around the arc kind of a mentality but was, is not afraid to shoot it. And that's sometimes that's just you had a problem. They've had some point guards that are the distributor, get it up, and then all of a sudden it's like they hold back. Yeah. And you, know, you get your two, four, six points, but if you can get a double-figure point guard. And, again, it's early. We're two, yeah, games, two in, games in. But her second game, she did just as Get, well. Getting top 25 votes, though. I mean, I, I think. Summit League Player of the Year. Uh, yeah, player week. of the Week. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, but they won a different way on Monday night. Yep. It, it, it just, well, at least it felt different being there. It was a little more defense. It felt more defense-orientated, but. They, they spread it around. Greer doesn't go for 20, but Maya still comes in. Yep. Leads, leads the scoring. She goes for a double-double. She goes for 17. Yep. It just, it just felt different how they went about doing it, but s- still pull off them outside. Well, of so kind of get narrowed in the second half. They still basically handle the crate and wire to wire. Well, it's almost I – don't, I don't know if that's a coaching philosophy about who they're playing against because I think Creighton was a little shorthanded. I know they had a gal out who was injured, but the first game – they were, it was straight, we're going to pass it around, get the open, get that extra pass, and launch the three, launch the three, launch the three, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Second game, it almost like they were trying to go down inside and then try to kick back. And, I mean, the first couple minutes of the game, it was it was like, whoa. Yeah, and they got it together, and, and then and a little did. bit in the second half, got a little narrow, and then they go on what? Oh, they go on a 14-0 run when it was getting a little dicey, and then the rest of us could walk out of there not not too worried about the whole operation. But Yeah. But, I mean, and uh, I think one of the things that I will say about Creighton, I don't know how many teams I'll see during the year that are wearing the actual masks, but hats off to them. The gals were wearing them, 
I don't know how they did. I don't. I don't know how you did that either. But Particularly the, those look like those cheap blue surgical masks, which I gotta believe. If, I, I think they'd be just filled up with sweat. Oh, they maintain those surgical masks are easier to breathe in than a cloth mask or Probably. a gator that I wear. I wouldn't well, try it out for 36 in, minutes in, in but terms of while running. In terms no. of sweating, well, I could just see yeah. that thing turn into this like this horrific chin diaper on you that just <laughs> sticks to everything. Maybe they were switching out when they went to the bench. They might have. Well, I didn't notice it. I was sitting right there, right behind their bench. So, But I'll say well, four rows up. Super fan. <laughs> So did it feel like back in the day, like like the 2002 Frost Arena for you then? Like you got to sit back behind there as a student behind their bench well, no, yelling at their coach? No, I wouldn't do that even though, well, they, uh, they, they uh, roped off the first four rows on both sides. So you're four rows back ah. off the plexiglass on the on what used to be the student side. And then on the other side, obviously there's no floor seating and then four rows back. And then you got Neiman and Newitt who are up in the old track balcony watching because they... Well, they should have put them back up where Steve Emming used to sit up in the real... I think up in the crow's nest. There's probably a whopper hanging out up there somewhere that somebody missed. Yeah, because even on the telecast, they said that they're not even allowed to... uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) Have contact. They got Burger King whoppers up there, you know, in between games when it was the NCC doubleheaders. Oh, they brought them up whopper? Absolutely. I thought maybe they were just launching them from a... You know, from one of those water balloon water candles. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're just being silly. Yeah. Oh, but we have something to talk about again. I'm glad. I'm glad SDSU sports are back. So happy. Yeah, and you know, coming up uh, tomorrow night. So don't base anything because Phil will get this posted sometime between now and February. But <laughs> if he can remember, tomorrow night as Make one mistake. As one mistake. <laughs> Well, you were called out on the mistake before you even recorded. And well, that's a good point. <laughs> that's true. Tomorrow night, the men play Iowa State. So that should be a good ball game. The women get a shot at Gonzaga, who for a while, USD was handed. Had on the ropes, yeah. yeah. I, wish, I wish those games would have been on TV somewhat locally, or ESPN would have picked them up, because I was really interested in those games. One to see USC. South Carolina play. Yeah. I mean, they did have a game underneath their belt before they came over to the crossover. But then the USD's first game, I mean, they played them very, very tight too. Um, and then the Gonzaga game, they had the 18-point league. And then it came – I was watching Jay Ellison's Twitter feed just trying to keep up, and it looked like they had three turnovers – they went 13 minutes without a point. Which allowed that 18... USD did? Yeah. They went almost from like the three-minute mark in the third quarter to three minutes of fourth, which allowed them to come back. And then they got, I think, a six-point lead. And then USD ended the game on three turnovers. The last... Well, so, was it? The one second left, the gal went up in the air, couldn't get rid of it, got called for a traveling, and basically it was over. Because I hate USD. Gonzaga. Um, but yet... Know enough about them. They're blonde hair girl. I don't know their names. They're blonde hair girl, short one, point guard. Oh. She's gone, right? And then the taller girl from Mountain Rapid is gone. Their score. Like, those are their two scores from last year, Court right? Lamb. There you go. Lamb. Ugh. Um, she's gone. And then I think the blonde, the little short point guard is gone. The player of the year. But it must That be. was Chloe Lamb. So. Right? It was. No. Duffy. No, she had dark hair. Duffy. Oh, Sierra. Yeah, Sierra. Sorry, sorry. She's yes. from Rapid St. Stevens. Yes. So yes. Lamb and Duffy are both gone. See, this is and why we don't talk about the other school on our podcast. Correct. 
Well, that's why I, I prefaced it with. <laughs> we got there. Oh, no, we, like got, there. we, we got, got there. We got there. Is those are? I mean, these past three years, when when they needed a bucket, Duffy put in a bucket, and it was usually a three pointer, right? So they don't have that this year, unless they can get it into the tall girl down because she's still well, around. But seemingly, right? they just need a third quarter because they were tied with South Carolina at half, and then just got blown up in the third quarter, and then. Made it very respectable in the fourth. Yeah. And now this time they got a big lead. Again, into the third quarter, don't score. So it sounds like USD just needs to put a third quarter together. Or not. Well. Or keep not scoring in the third quarter and keep losing basketball games, Eric. I'm okay with that. You know what I'd be okay with is figuring out what you brought here well, to you. It's a hell of a transfer. I a big jug of beer. bringing everything back. I don't know what you got going on over there. but So on uh, two things happened on Thanksgiving. Just One, two? Well, a few. Okay. One, I uh, instead of turkey, now granted I did also smoke a turkey, but we had a smoked prime rib. And nice. I thought instead of having. Another trigger? You bet. All right. So instead of having wine or something, which there was also wine, I thought, you know what? We need we need some different type of beer. So I went down to JJ's, and this is a key lime pie. Oh, so you bought dessert. Sour. Yeah, yeah. Um, in honor of two years ago, Jen and I were down in Key West, and I just love key lime pie. So this is a key lime pie sour. Uh, two years it, ago when you could travel. Who's this? Who, who brewed it? Like, I don't know. It's from JJ's. JJ's brews their own beer, don't they? They do. They do have a few, but oh, do they really? I think so. I think they have a few homemade ones. Yeah, but no, I did not know that. But they also have like forty on tap. Yeah. that you can choose from. I don't know. I told the dude. I said, "What do you got? What do you got on tap?" And he's like, "Uh, first sours." And he said, "I got a oh, key lime a, pot." It's a sour grape. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you can't taste anything. I get the. I did not realize though on on. Uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> Eve. Thanksgiving Eve. I had my dad try it, and he's like, oh, that's pretty good. So I filled him up a cup. He tried another sip, and I didn't realize that then at that point, he's like, no, this is bad. And so then he just continued to pour his whole cup into mine. I come over, take a drink, set it down, go check a turkey or brown rib or whatever, and then he would just pour some in my beer. Yeah. Thanksgiving COVID you, protocol. You, you, had, <laughs> you, had, you had the cup that never ran dry. Yeah. <laughs> I asked him, I was like, oh, you must have liked it. You drank it. He's like, I've been pouring in your cup. I think it's pretty good. It does taste very good. sour. I'm you good can, with it. It is very sour, yep. but you can, you get that hint of key lime in there. Nope. Absolutely. Nope. Yep. It could have pumpkin pie in it, and I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> These beers are just wasted on you. You understand that. I know, I mean, but hey, I give it a try. I, I, yeah, I know. I like the try. effort. I try. Someday it'll kick I, in. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I think it's a good drinkable beer these are the ones for me though like after a cup or a pint of it like then it'll just mellow out and there won't be a point zing on it i don't know i think it's pretty good so what do we got coming up this week we got iowa state right talk about that wrestling's coming up i don't know well we wrestle i was gonna ask you guys so normally this month we would have our uh signing day event down here in sioux falls and uh no that would be the second version yeah not the first oh no 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 you're right december yeah. 15th is the one up we in have brookings. a signing day but that happens up in brookings right but yeah. our thing down here would be sure <laughs> would that be in december 
No, because no, the first, no, the first, first signing day, they usually do it up at uh, no. club. Well, either way. But then we get the second version, but. But we have, right. what, there's like 20-some, 23? I, cleaning up in-state. Cleaning up in-state, and over the weekend, I think we caught what would be assumed four more, since they can't physically write or commit. They can verbally commit, but um, I was real interested in this class with the way they were going to handle the basically two freshman classes, so they would have almost 40 freshmen coming in, how many they're going to take in. I think originally Stig was saying on a lot of his calls they, were, they had 16 that wishes of their, their Christmas presents. If we get 16 guys, we I think they're up to like almost 20-some. They're offering a bunch of preferred walk-ons right now too. So I would assume some attrition is going to be happening here. Since uh, I think we had two say that they're going to transfer last week. I forgot who they were. But uh, do you guys remember who they were? There was two. Oh, Kenyatta Williams is leaving. Yeah. Uh, and. I forgot who the other one was. It was right like the day before it. Well, and that's. So I love I love the fact that, you know, we can get excited about all these signees, right? But I've always said. Tell me, tell me, tell me where we're at two years after they've signed, because you usually, I mean, Kenyatta Williams looked like a great, great football player. Went through fall ball slash whatever we called that this year, and is now leaving. Um, he probably, probably just oh, Devin Blakely is leaving. Mm, yes. So you have two running backs leaving. Um, but you probably didn't like their spot on the depth chart. Looked at the team and said. I'm out. See you later. Yeah. And the coaches have always said, we're not going to tell you you're going to leave. But yeah, if, if, you, if you start realizing, hey, they're bringing in three running backs for this freshman class, I'm sitting, and I'm not calling any of them out. I'm just saying if you're a running back in that room and there's eight guys in the room and you're sitting five, six, seven, eight, yeah. unless if you think you can put it together and bounce up to – Third down back or special teams yeah. or something like that. Devin Blakely is disappointing because you did get to see him playing games um, in our, the last time we had football. Since forever ago. Yeah, and he, he was just good. I mean, true freshman, shifty. I mean, just a really burst. good football player. Good burst. Pretty excited about his ability to be able to play. Um, so that's disappointing. But that's like, yeah. I mean, you get excited. I mean, you've got you've got these South Dakota kids. We got a kid out of Pier. Um, which is great because those peer kids had seemingly started going to NDSU as opposed to staying in state. So you got a kid from Peer, you got a kid from Britain. Um, I think he's a preferred walk-on, but he's a big old kid, like six, six four, six five. Um, I think he was like about six six. Plays tight end, line line in, plays D end, I believe. Yeah, he's a big kid. But he's got he's got some size. Yeah, big too. kid. Got uh, what three four kids out of the Roosevelt the, U. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, Fellcamp. I got to see Fellcamp play some basketball this summer out at the Pentagon. That guy is, I mean, he's not real tall, but athlete. he is he is a crazy athlete. Athlete. Um, and so you just look at him like a, like a Julian Edelman, just go across the middle, catch the football, get as far as you can, and maybe outrun somebody and get some, you know, a few touchdowns. But, but uh, uh, the, 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 what is it, a Hilton? What is the kid out of Jackson? What is the kid out of Brandon, the wide receiver? Oh, uh Yep, I can picture him because I see the – I don't know, but it's just great to see that they're actually seeing South Dakota kids and saying you're not escaping. 
please come play for us. And it's a year. But you know what? A year of recruiting like this, where now there's dead periods after dead periods after dead periods, you go after those local talent kids that know you, seen your campus, know the program, you don't have to sell it to a kid from Kansas that can't make it or a Missouri kid. Yeah. I mean, you know, hey. These kids have been up there. They know us. Yeah. They know what we're about. They see us on the news. They see us on Midco SN. We can pitch it, and they know it. Where if you're going to go in late on a recruiting process to a kid from Kansas who's, hey, you may be top five, can you guarantee that spot to that kid? No, you, you keep pushing. You keep pushing. But, you know, as we all know, Zoom meetings are so much. It's tough to commit to something where you physically can't see it, touch it, yeah. go to it. Yeah, that's why I was big to get these kids. And I love the idea of having those in-state kids because, because it's just the talent here has gotten better and better, and those guys will bring extra fans. I always feel, you know, if you're a Roosevelt fan, hey, let's go watch Felt Camp. You know, if, if you have kids that are, you know, that middle school, kind of early high school age, hey, you know, Saturday, that's nice. Let's go up to Brookings and watch, watch those guys play. The recruiting pipeline isn't just players. It's families. It's friends. Yeah. It's everything. You start a pipeline like Roosevelt's kind of starting in the last two, three years with McCormick and stuff like mm-hmm. the guys like that. You start getting a couple of those guys. Also, they get a buddies. Oh, I want to go play with my friends. They may go up and visit them on a Saturday, hang out. You know, it's like, yep, now you got a pipeline yeah. going. And it's not tough because a lot of the Sioux Falls coaches aren't moving. I mean, they're going to stay there, and now you're going to have another school popping in here with Jefferson. Yeah, you know, which is going to be a lot of Roosevelt kids, which yeah. will be real interesting in the next year or so. And now you might have four schools in the biggest city in yeah. South Dakota. Yeah. The only disappointment was Chase Mason heading down to Nebraska. Like, if you had a chance to get him to come to Brookings to play football, that would have been exciting. But I will tell you this: I worked with his parents at Shields, and yeah. I and. Right after the state football tournament last year when they had it in Brookings, he got an emergency call that Saturday where we set up for our Hair Razors podcast. Sure. Or our, our tailgate. Yeah. And Molly and him came through as, I'm like, hey, guys, what are you doing here? Oh, we got a call yesterday to come down, check out the place. Sweet. So about, let's say spring, I asked Chad, his dad, and I'm like, I go, Where's, what does he want to do? I go, he's, I go, it's at his fingertips right now what he wants. He goes, he wants to really play D1 baseball at a top program. And the minute well, he's going to do it. Oh, and he, and he did it. And he did it with an ACL tear. I yeah. mean, he, he already had it because he was playing for the Minnesota, I forgot what they call him up there, but the, it's almost like the schoolers for basketball sure. or baseball. He plays for the Minnesota team. And he was getting. I think they have they have another kid out of Harrisburg going to North Carolina pitching. I yep. mean, there's some talent around here for baseball too. But yeah, his dream was to be D1 baseball, and I think. I, I mean, I don't blame him. Don't get me wrong. You can go to Nebraska full ride. Play. I mean, play baseball. I mean, and and I think the bigger vision, right? Like a career. You're going major league. You're yeah. that, you looking at something that's a career. Unless if you just had a love for football, and I want to play football, I yeah. guarantee you. I mean, it's no different than the kid from Emory last year that uh, ended up going to SDSU to play baseball. Yep. The quarterback. Do you know his name, Eric? I do not. Okay. But they did pick up. They did pick up one of Mason's teammates uh, from down there. Uh, I think he's a wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. I think he was a preferred, maybe scholarship preferred walk on. Something sure. like that. Yeah. So, nope, they did it. Yeah, and got some talent. We got to talk a little football. So that's awesome. Yeah. And something that's not going to be a career is this podcasting. So uh, 
I think it's uh, probably about time to wrap it up. Our dead period was over, so it's nice to see everybody back again. Hey, I'm glad. I'm glad we're back. Right. I really did miss the podcast. It only took two tries. Whatever. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, we'll see what else the content we can come out with and uh, go we, big. We were a little oh, rusty. Oh, oh, we were a little rusty. Oh, oh, I'll say we are a little rusty. We will improve. We will improve weekly. Maybe this was the best one ever. It could have been. Who knows? Well, the first take was. We'll find out. Yeah, the first the take first was. Take, the first take was. <laughs> yep. Go big. Go blue. Go Jacks.